I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Box Set Pod. Five minutes ago, Jamie said that he was just getting his stuff sorted and he's been making these noises ever since. What the heck? Hiya. Hello. I'm back. I've got him. What, what have you got? Uh, headphones. <laughs> Were they in the wall? <laughs> <laughs> you should have heard that. That's quite loud. It was, it was like a rogue mole in a junk shop. Welcome to the box set pod, Howell and Jamie with you this week, brought to you by, it was gorgeous, I was sunbathing last week in Manchester, and yeah. today it snowed, that's uh, brought to you by the weather this week, the box set pod, welcome to it. So on tonight's episode, uh, we diminished in numbers, we're recording this on a different night than we normally do because my Mac that I rely on to record this died. Do you know what, I actually fixed it with a screwdriver myself. Wow. God bless YouTube and screwdrivers. And do you know how small, tiny, like the screws that are inside that you've got to screw Mm -hmm. are like... Make the smallest gap you can between your finger and your thumb, right? Doing it right now. That's how small some of the screws are. It's wow. it's unbelievable. No wonder. Uh, no, I almost said something inappropriate there about um, about sweatshop workers. <laughs> so I won't. <clears throat> it's already bit. We already know. It's probably now. true though. It's probably true. No wonder yeah. six-year-olds are building them. Um, yeah. Anyway, on tonight's podcast, we're going to do the chart. We're going to have a bit of news from Jamie, and we're going to have a little chat about uh, a box set, as we do every week, that you may or may not have seen. I've watched one episode of it, and uh, tonight it's um, Arrested Development. So we'll be doing that. Got to do a shout-out right now for our work experience boy, Jack's dad, who sent us an email. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? David Boardman, Jack Boardman's dad. And Jack can't be with us tonight. Um David Boardman, Jack's dad, sent me one of the most uh, compendious, moving, and <laughs> long emails that we've ever received. I think yeah, it's... you're gonna re- you're gonna read that whole shebang out. Absolutely not. I mean, I don't even know where to start. No. Um, I mean, he certainly agrees that uh, he's enjoyed Better Call Saul. It may be controversial, yeah. and it may alter as I watch more episodes. But I think that it may be better to watch Better Call Saul. First, before Breaking Bad. That's a great idea. If you've never seen Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, if you watched Better Call Saul first and then Breaking Bad, because he doesn't turn up as a character for a couple of series, um, doesn't doesn't he? I think a couple of series in, is that right? Yeah, yeah, he turns up about two series in, doesn't he? Well, that'd be quite nice, wouldn't it, to go, ah, there he is. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, so there you go. Um, I would like to thank you and Jamie for giving Jack some work experience on your <laughs> podcast. I loved the, the end, yeah. It was good. This, it was I love good the, email, the, the implication, David, that we have made any effort whatsoever there um, is <laughs> admirable. I'm amazed at how articulate and confident Jack's become. I'm sure this is down to your encouragement and the banter that exists between the team. Uh, well done for keeping him in his place. Best wishes, Maybe David. Maybe that's what this pod should become. We should go around like picking up miserable teenagers and bringing them out of the shell. Yeah, I mean, television banter. As far as I remember, all I've done is abuse Jack, and that has made him talk more. <laughs> yeah. So I'm surprised. I'm surprised uh, his dad's not a little bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, lay off my son, Howell. Well, I'm reading between the lines. He might be saying that. So, David, um, either I, I apologise, or there's some parenting techniques for you. Just. Uh, just pick on him a bit more, and he'll come right out of that shell. Just lay into him about Peaky Blinders for an hour. Yeah. Um, Jack's slating of only watching 17 minutes of Kimmy Schmidt intrigued me, says David. And after watching episode one, I could understand the reason why. Following your four-episode <laughs> rule, I continued, and while it didn't grip me, I have finished the series, though I wish I'd spent the time watching Better Call Saul. Um mm. That I could pick out lots more bits, but David, it'd take the whole podcast. Thank you very much. Um, I've just finished watching Kimmy Schmidt season two. Have you? Oh, really? I'm, I'm three episodes in. I would like to state for the record that when we talk about what box sets you take to space on your rocket ship, um, really? Mad Men has to be in there for me, but I think there should be two columns, drama yeah, and okay. comedy. And uh, Kimmy Schmidt is, there, there's no question Kimmy Schmidt is number one for me. This second really? series is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's the, good. I mean, uh, I'm only three episodes in and I'm enjoying it, but uh, sort of struggling to get like really hooked in yet. I mean, I love Kimmy Schmidt, so I think it's great, but I do find it. I'm, I'm sort of, what I'm finding with the show is that it's so quick. The, the, oh. the, the gags are so quick. You, I miss so many gags. I know. kind of frustrates me watching it. Cause I, like I Marsha's, Marsha's problem with the West Wing, she can't follow every line. But I, I've said that. I need, to, I need to watch it again. But it's just so pleasurable to see something that's been so, um, you know, honed and... Yeah, and yeah. also, um, in the first series, often they'll go off on flights of fancy and do something surreal. This season, they do it even more, um, mm. and it and they never apologise for it. And it seems to be that um, it's in this place where you go. There was no commissioning editor here, you know. There was no, mm. there was no, um, not commissioning editor. There was no like studio interference going on. They've yeah. just gone. Oh, this is what we're going to do. At this point, everyone's going to do a musical number on the train platform. And they're not going to explain it or apologise for it. They're just going to do it. And it's um, it's brilliant. One of, one of my favourite jokes is the beginning of an episode. Have you seen the one where he says, I got sent to musical camp once? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm going to tell you the joke. Bear in mind that it's me telling the joke. But yeah. you, you'll enjoy it even more when you see it. Titus Andronicus, who is the... Um, uh, musical loving, very camp, very gay housemate of Kim, Kimmy Schmidt. Brilliant. It's just before the opening music starts, and it's just a throwaway gag, but he goes, um, this was like that time that my parents sent me away to musical camp to straighten me out. It was an absolute bang fest. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he sings it like operatically as well. It was a it was a total bang fest. Uh, he is a brilliant, brilliant character. Oh, if oh. I mean, if you're not sold on watching Kimmy Schmidt, YouTube Titus Kimmy Schmidt, right? And there's someone's done a highlights reel of Titus from Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, Just crazy. watching that will make you watch Kimmy Schmidt. I guarantee it. Yeah. So Titus, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, last thing we can t- with Tina Fey, I'd love to know if she writes roles for people. Yes. She just writes the role and finds the right person for that role. The, clue, because... the clue is that his real name is Titus. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Right, because I was thinking that with Tracy Morgan in uh, 30 Rock as well. You couldn't not have him play that role so it must have been written for him and he was on saturday night live so that where yeah. she worked for a long time so well um, she i was watching an interview that her starting point for this whole thing was that she wanted to write a um <clears throat> she wanted to write something around ellie kemper who's the main part yeah so she's that was a starting point was, the, uh, was right. the actress and it is a it's a great idea the brilliant it's just brilliant. I, i've just watched the episode it's only a third episode in and it's like a really moving performance by Titus as like um, it does oh. a music version as a geisha. Yeah, the Japanese music. Oh, it's, it's absolutely. I, I, mean, like, I welled this, up. Yeah, it got me. I was like, this is really a brilliant performance. There's an example of what I'm talking about that they go for things unapologetically and they just go, well, this bit's going to be beautiful. And yeah, I, yeah. it's um, it's rare. And and also. Um, the other rare thing about it is that you you, you hardly notice really um in not in the same way it's not a gimmick as in I don't want to say it's a gimmick in girls but girls is the title of the show but this is an almost exclusively female cast as well mm, yeah and you forget true. that when you're watching it and it's just so refreshing and also the ghost of christmas uh future the ghost of christmas future no. Oh, the woman, yeah. Past. The, Is it from, from, the, Scrooged? from Scrooged. Yeah, yeah. she's great. She's Good, very Christmas good. Past, the one that slaps Bill Murray, she's in it, a main part yeah. in it. And it's just it's just brilliant. So get on Kimishman. And also, of course, Game of Thrones returned this week. <clears throat> Season six began. Did you did you watch the first episode yet, Howell? I did. I did. What did you very think? Good. I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah. I I loved the the it was a bit creepy when she turned into the old woman with the... Oh, I couldn't... I was, I was eating my tea. <laughs> oh, I was eating my tea. Oh, I was like, good. oh, no. Yeah, but it's good. I like it. I was worried because I actually didn't like season five very much, so mm. I was worried it was going to be a bit depressing because that's what season five felt, really. But I thought it was a really good start. And yeah. It was really well done, and uh, I'm intrigued to see where they go with it. I agree. There's still the problem of there being so many plots that you spend, yeah. you know, in total, you'll spend six minutes on one aspect well, of the story. Here's the thing, isn't it? Now they are off book. Yeah. So now maybe the TV people can take more license with where they go. No one knows where it's going to go now. Yeah. Uh, maybe George R. R. Martin has an idea of the end point, but they, how they get there, they could probably decide a lot of that themselves. Yeah. So that might. Be. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, uh, I think Adam has just joined us from the internet internet department. Hello, Adam. Adam. Uh, he was oh, unable dear. to join. Um, okay, so we'll get rid of him. Um, we'll try him again in a minute. I've got the chart for this week. Really? Let's do it. This is the top 10 legal or illegal downloads from 
our internet department. I was on a Skype with him earlier and I watched him curate this chart. Um, it really is. He puts a lot of work into this, does Ben. Oh, really? Yeah, you wouldn't guess it, would you? At no. number 10, there is no number 10, as Game of Thrones took the top five spots in every chart in the world. Wow. So there was no more data. That's amazing. I mean, that is amazing. <laughs> wow. Uh, number nine is Girls. Fantastic. Number oh, yeah. eight, Downton. It's still in there, but it's going down. As we're coming about girls, I've just finished the latest season. Have you finished it, Howell? Uh, no. And do you know what? For a lot of, there was a few episodes that were really good, and there was a few that really annoyed me. But the last episode was brilliant, and they just like she just nails it when she gets it right. Lena Dunham, she gets it bloody right, and it's a great end to the season. Actually, there you go. Uh, anyway, Downton. Downton eight, uh, number seven, Victoria Wood shows. Oh, yeah. Minute Bloody silence. Well, I, I mean, the celebrity deaths of 2016. Oh, my God. We had Victoria Wood and Prince within three days of each other. Yeah. I mean, Ridiculous. It, there is, it, it is ridiculous. I don't know who we're complaining to. And people foreseeing the end of the world. The other way of looking at it is like, well, every year this could happen, but it's never happened yet. So uh, it's not that weird. It's just the law of averages is that eventually a row of monkeys will type the uh, full complete works of Shakespeare. Well, that's what's happening. The monkeys are typing Shakespeare. Yeah, we understand death, Howell. Good, I mean, good. We're all right. Um, oh, Adam, are you there? Hello. Oh, there he oh. is. Oh. Get back in your basket. We're just doing the chart. Um, okay. Uh, the Yeah, but Victoria Wood... And let me just say, Prince, I watched him last year and it's the best gig I've ever been to in my life. It was amazing. It was one long piece of music for about two hours and it had just sort of, he'd just funk his way into his songs every so often and his hits and stuff. Purple Rain, Purple Rain. I don't think, I'm not sure if he did Purple Rain. He might have done. Uh, I might have booed him. uh, He might have done it as an encore, but it was so funky. It was just like, we. I, I don't know. Of anyone in our generation, who's going to be who? Who is that talented and that popular? Who are we going to be Mars? saying this about? Bruno freaking Mars or Ed <laughs> Sheeran? Is that what we're going to be saying? It's he was just phenomenal, and the the best thing about Prince um, is that he made so much stuff that you could literally spend the rest of your life listening to it. Which is yeah. good. So I recommend getting a box set of Prince. His latest album is really good. The one that he just released, part two of whatever it's called, is really good. Have a listen. The Americans is at number six. Ben loves it. Back for a and new say, season. I've, I've started watching it. It is it is really, is it? really good. Really mm. Cold War, 1980s stuff. And it's so... It's very deep and dark and dense but brilliant yeah outlanders at number five we need to watch that good wife is at number four still going uh, um i enjoy i enjoy the good wife but i every week i kind of want to oh come on let's have more happen number three yeah. is lucifer not- yeah i've not i've heard i've seen adverts for this show but i've not watched it any of it and it looks a little bit ridiculous but uh- i've not really been keen uh, number two is Night Manager. I've just finished that. Loved what it. What a show. What wow. a show. Everyone wants them to do a sequel, but there is no sequel. There isn't. It was there a base no on a sequel. book. The book finished yeah. when they, you know, there's no more John Carr book. So ben go. says it's finished, bitches. Bond audition. Um, <laughs> and Game of Thrones is at number one. Yeah. Um, of course. So there you go. The Thrones is back. And it is, it is wonderful. Um, 
uh, time for some box set news now. Do some quick stuff so we can get into Arrested Development and, uh, and bring uh, bring it home. But uh, I do want to mention that uh, Louis C.K. Um, is, is Project Horace and Pete, if anyone's watched it yet. Yeah, have you watched it, Howell? Um, I've watched a bit of it. I think it's very good. Downbeat comedy, uh, pay-per-view episode option. This The problem with this was, for Louis, it was a passion project, so he threw all his own money into it, and he went on to the Howard Stern show and told Howard that he spent millions of his own pa- money of his own dollars on this show, and now he's got no money left. <laughs> and, uh, Amazing. Yeah, so the poor poor Louis, you know, he poor didn't really Louis. Have it. I feel bad for him. He spent, you know, this is a big deal, and uh, you know, who knows if he even paid Steve Buscemi? But it, you can now buy <laughs> the entire ten episode season for thirty one dollars uh, on the internet, and if you do, you'll be saving Louis C.K.'s bank account finances. I think he'll be all right. I think he'll I think be all right. You can go on tour again and make a million. Read more about that at theboxsetpod.com slash news. What else, Jamie? Uh, David Chase, writer of Sopranos. He's got a new project he's been working on called A Ribbon of Dreams. This will see him reunite with HBO. Uh, It's about three people's lives living in Hollywood beginning in 1915. Um, But uh, David Chase has been slacking off HBO for getting rid of uh, Terrence Winter from Vinyl. He's also been saying... HBO has become a lot less collaborative and mm. a lot less free and, and a lot more controlling these days since since the Soprano days. But he has ruled out the possibility of a Sopranos prequel. That was the rumour that we we're going to try and mm. work on a, a Sopranos prequel. He hasn't ruled completely out the idea of a feature film version, but he hasn't got any ideas yet, so it's a long way from getting anywhere near You just near can't. Not with Gandolfini gone, you, surely. Yeah. Yeah, it Surely. would be very difficult. Lastly, the BAFTA Television Craft Awards took place on Sunday, and uh, they're not a big deal really, but it does get a chance. It does give a chance to sort of shine a light on some of the other talent that gets lost under the radar, such as the brilliant Channel Four comedy catastrophe. Uh, Rob Delaney and Sharon Horgan won writing awards for that. Also, Shane Meadows won a directing award for This Is England '90. And I do want to mention the funniest award of the night was uh, for the slightly naff sky drama Fortitude. Oh. It won the award for titles and graphic identity. <laughs> so, uh, which is a great award. Uh, and it was a bit of a show. That's your news. Well done. Adam's general Atmos noise was pretty much louder than you throughout that. Um, glad to hear you breathing, Adam. Um, welcome to the box set pod. <laughs> Oh, I, I threw in oh a bit of a wheeze God. for you there as well. Wow. You are so much louder than Jamie. I can't hear myself, um, but I, I imagine that both of us are drowning Jamie out because Jamie's on some steam-powered machine that he just dug out of his basement. Um, is, it, is it louder now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you breathing now. I can hear the wind from your face. Um <laughs> Let's talk about um, uh, Arrested Development then. So uh, you two have both watched Arrested Development, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Uh, not not all the way. I've not watched for, for recent seasons of it yet. Uh, how many have you watched? Uh, you know what? I don't know if I made it to the end of season three or not. That's all right. Um, that's enough. Um it, although it, it does feel like a lukewarm cheerleading squad so far, I'll be honest. Um, oh, no, I, I, I'm a massive, humongous fan. Okay, so 
um, as far as I can make out, Arrested Development is about a family. The family is made up of... Are you the guinea pig on this? I'm the guinea pig on this. The family's made up of lots of kids, um, and one of them particularly, who's played by Jason Bateman, is uh, expecting to inherit his father's or be be given the title of boss of his father's company his father announces that it's going to go to his wife instead is that it or his other brother is that, is that, is that, is that? Um, you can't remember the first episode yes. can you wow. anyway point is yeah. it's a show about a dysfunctional family and they arrested yeah. development being a psychological thing where something happened to you when you were six and you've stayed that way forever. We've yet to work out what Jamie's is, but that definitely happened to Jamie. He's <laughs> an example of real life arrested development. So um, very funny, uh, very funny first episode. Watched the first episode a couple of weeks ago. Haven't continued with it. And I think it's one of those things, a bit like 30 Rock, Adam, that I watch it and it it seems a little dated now. It seems like, for example, Kimmy Schmidt has blown my mind this week and I don't think 30 Rock can ever come close to Kimmy Schmidt for me. Um, And Arrested Development, um, I'm just aware of the mountain that's ahead of me, you know. So many series. Adam hasn't even made it to the end of season three. Um, But but funny. So... I think... hmm. I think that your you, you comparison with 30 Rock, I, I was going to make the comparison with Kimmy Schmidt, actually, in that it's a show that you can miss a lot of the gags and you can miss a lot of the plot, but you can still love it and you can still follow like the general characters because they're really funny in the same way Kimmy Schmidt has that, but you do lose it. You lose a lot of the gags because they're so quick or they're, they're so subtle at times that you miss a lot of that. Yeah. I'd say kind of almost the opposite in that I think it's a show you can find funny. You can drop into any episode at any point of it, find gags there. It's funny, but you don't necessarily have to fall in love with it. I know a lot of people do, and it's got a lot of real... It's one of our shows that has a real sort of diehard fan base. But, uh, yeah, I sort of saw a few episodes over a number of years and then I saw one episode that I think must have been somewhere in season three on TV and it made me laugh out loud on so many occasions (laughs) that I immediately went and bought the first three seasons on DVD then realised it was on all all on Netflix and so I thought right I'm going to plough through all this and uh, it's going to be my new favourite show it's going to replace 30 Rock in my affections and it was still funny but like you say somewhere along the line I sort of lost that that compulsion to watch episode after episode yeah. that 30 Rock had for me that I'm having at the moment actually with Community, thanks to recommendations from a few guys mm. of this yeah. parish. Um, which, again, that's one of those shows where actually, perhaps differently, I think it's a little bit flawed and the characters annoy me, but the gags are so fast and it's so relentless and there's something creative with it every time that just that next 20 minutes of something different and funny, brilliant, yeah, put another one on and I'm staying up half the night. Arrested Development lost that momentum for me uh, and I realised when I, when I had to come and talk to you guys about it that I thought I loved it, but maybe I don't. Oh, well, that's, that's really disappointing, Adam. I think that... <laughs> I think that this isn't a good start. I'm sorry, Daddy. <laughs> First of all, you've got a, you've got a hard job anyway because I'm suffering seriously from this thing where, like, Kimmy Schmidt, this season two of Kimmy Schmidt, has has made me think that all comedy before it is just 
so far beneath. What they've done with this for me is so uh, where comedy and box sets and things should be going in terms of its its artistic license and stuff that I just think it it, it pales into significance. Everything else, including Chuck. Oh. This is a big deal. I just king love it. Dead, long I, the king. I want to go back. <laughs> I went back. I finished season two and went back to season one, episode one again, and found it even more joyous. You know, I, I just think what they've done is phenomenal. And it so you've got a tough you've got a tough sell because right. I'm kind of giving up on all other comedy. I, I think for me, Arrested Development is. It's just at times it, it is simply brilliantly crafted comedy. Like it's a writing mm-hmm. odyssey. The the writer of it, I think I forgot his name, Mitchell something. I think he's called. But it's an amazing, amazing performance. It's like it's like um, it's Aaron Sorkin standard writing, but for comedy. Yeah. And just wow. the way he maps out these weird plots. And for me, the the hook because you always need a hook with the show pull you in and it might be a number of things for me it was the character of job played by will arnett and the moment i saw him arrive on a segway uh, into a scene <laughs> yeah. it's just it's just the most funny and doing a magic this hilariously bad magic performances it's just i couldn't get enough of his character i had to, I, i'd never heard who he was before that it was the first time i'd ever seen him and he had this deep really dramatic voice uh, but he was so insecure and there's just some episodes with him in that have you in absolute tears that is the hook for me and i think that if you give it a chance and you really like start to enjoy the character especially job and his relationship with his brother michael i think you'll start to really love it he could actually be telling me that it is similar to kimmy schmidt in that sense then it, does it does it have surreal moments? Does it? Uh, um, it yeah, remains yeah. within its plot, or yeah, yeah, it's out there. Like it's a very sort of like. Would everybody suddenly sing a, a song on a train platform? No, maybe not that surreal. Mm. Uh, no, it isn't given to utter flights of fancy. But it's, I mean, the fact that the the family car. This is not a spoiler. He spends most of the series <laughs> driving around in a. Um, in a mobile escalator. <laughs> escalator. <laughs> that's just that's just their yeah, really? uh, like a <laughs> like a, a stairway to get off a plane becomes oh, a car. No, oh, I love it. And it's full of sort. Of, you know, the whole thing is based around a fugitive father living in the attic of the of the show home of his failed of his arrested development. It works on two levels because nice. the property development has is arrested after he is arrested. There you go. That's a spoiler. You mentioned um, the hook, Jamie, of, of being that character. For me, the grounding, the hook of Kimmy is that uh, they are both incredibly poor. She's been through something horrible. There's a real rags to riches kind of dream going on. There's it's quite there's quite desperate situations involved involving immigration and things like that. Um, and um, so the situation itself is the hook for me and my concern with arrested development is what is that is symptomatic of what you've just said that I, I, it feels like i'm going to be dipping in and out of something that's got great gags yeah um, i think i think well story there is an emotional like the, the center of it is the character of michael he's the straight man a lot of the times for the ridiculous siblings around him yeah. and he's the character that you relate to he's the one that you 
you sort of follow the journey of and he try he's always, he's constantly trying to escape his family he wants to get away from them with his son and have a normal life so he's the sort of character that you kind of follow as the everyman mm. and that kind of keeps you drawn in that keeps you sort of like and also he's a funny character as well he's not just a straight character he's a very funny quick-witted character mm. so there there is that element of it and it can draw you in because you follow him and you want him to sort of get out of this weird and horribly uh, sort is there a story? I mean, if Adam's wandered off, the story can't have been uh, on the cliff edge. Uh, no, there definitely there is a story. It's a, basically it is just a family trying to trying to get out of bankruptcy, trying to save the business. Trying Do, to stay doesn't together. the voiceover at the start of every episode tell you what the story is? <laughs> yeah, in like that. one succinct sentence. Yeah. I can't. Well, clearly, you can't remember anymore. Who is, of course, no. Ron Howard. Yeah, of course. Of course. Ron oh, Howard man. was the producer of it when they first did it, and he he did the voiceover as like a pilot, as part of the pilot, not intending to actually be the voiceover. And then they tested it, and one of the like the number one return on the testing from the audience was that they loved Ron Howard's voiceover. <laughs> so he had to carry on doing it. I know more about it than you two. You yeah, clearly do. Yeah. No, yeah. it, it's strange because it is one of those. Where I'd say it's. Because I know people love it so much that it's one of those where I'd never say don't bother because you might turn into one of those people who really, really love it. Hmm. Um, but and it bother. is. It's smart and it's funny. It, it's genuinely funny in every episode and it's really well written and there's some really funny performances in there. Hmm. Um, well, we've got a Kimmy-shaped hole in our lives. It's not, above, um, it's not above really sort of base humor. I think, I'm trying to remember, I think the thing that really hooked me into it was where the whole episode strung around having a character called Bob Loblaw. <laughs> and, and that was it. That almost had me crying. That was enough to go out and immediately order that. Just because everyone just went, well, what does Bob Loblaw think? Uh, someone get Bob Loblaw on the phone. And like, See, that, that, smell, sort of that smells as Parks and Rec for me as well. That's, yeah, yeah, but 10 years previous. Yeah. You know, it, I don't think you can understate or overstate the sort of importance of it, but it is, you know, it's it's 10 years old now, 10, right. 11, 12 years old. So it does perhaps feel a little bit dated if you've been watching a lot of the things that have followed it since and you've sort of, I think it sort of raised the bar for for a lot of comedy writing. Are you making your characters. tea, Jamie? No, I'm um, sat okay. in my study. All right, must be Adam's uh, background. Yeah, I've got I've got a little bit of background going on. All I'm right. Afraid. Well, listen, you've sold it. I, I, I do. Throw in, yeah, go on. No, I was going to say I was going to throw in two uh, controversial statements, oh. uh, which is going to upset each of you in turn. Right. Oh. One, because Jamie, you were talking about Will Arnett. I've officially hit peak Will Arnett now. Mm. I'm bored of him. And I yeah, think that's well, one of the reasons I don't go back to watch Arrested Development as much. Okay. It, yeah, but this it's, is because you've watched... It's the same sort of like, character and everything. Let him yeah, make his statements. Let him make his statements. All right, Statement all number right. two. See, he was a regular in um, in 30 Rock as well. Statement and, number yeah. two, Adam. Um, I watched the first four episodes of season two of Kimmy Schmidt and did not enjoy them. Are you pulling my arse? What uh, right. the... I'm pulling it right out back through up up your windpipe right. and out through Right, start again. You, something is missing in your soul. That Possibly. Is, how can you? What? What? I, I don't what? know. I was 
genuinely looking forward to it. I really enjoyed the first season, as we spoke about a few weeks ago. Uh, and sort of went, I think, a Saturday night, thought, yeah, let's uh, let's get through a few of these. And after about three episodes, I uh, sat with, with my wife, and she really enjoyed the first season as well. And we were like, I'm not quite feeling this as well. Okay, And right. then there were a few no. really sharp sort of lines. And then we thought, Phew, I want to watch a couple of episodes of Community Jesus instead. Jesus Christ. And right. that's what we did. Right, who wants to so go first? I, I might, you might have to cancel. Jamie, why don't you, Jamie, why don't you go first? Okay, right. I think that your reaction to Will Arnett is based around, yeah. based primarily around the Netflix show he's he's produced called Flaked. Yeah. Isn't it, Adam? Yeah, I have watched now, a few don't, don't judge him by that horrible show that he should never have made, okay? okay? He made a mistake when he's still a very talented comedic performer. He's just taken a detour. Do you want to call There's him no a, soul there, is Do you want to call him a name as well, Jamie? Yeah, you Jezebel. Right. Okay, my turn. Adam, I don't know what was going on in your house on that Saturday night, but line for line, that program is the densest, most brilliant joke fest that I have ever experienced. Did you did you even get to the the one where it begins with Titus saying it was a bang fest? Uh, this was like the time my mum and dad sent me to musical camp to straighten me out. It was a total bang fest. <laughs> no, amazing. Well, I'm looking forward to you just reading the whole script. I will. I will. I cannot understand. Look, That's sometimes already become your best impression. Thanks. Sometimes this can happen. Sometimes this can happen. Maybe it's something in the air, something in the water. Maybe you were tired that day. Maybe you weren't ready. Maybe your brain was going too slow for the pace. Been a little bit poorly. You've been no. a bit poorly. You yeah. need to. You need to start that shit again, young man. It. It's got uh, a oh. in and a lot of poppadom admin to go through yeah it wasn't maybe i don't think it's a saturday night thing i really don't i I think it's too much effort Mm. for a saturday night saturday night you want to be going to the cinema with your child and watching the jungle book which is a phenomenal film has anybody seen it no is there a new one oh yeah john favreau's directed it and it's amazing I, I didn't realise it was John Favreau, right? I went going... So, last week I went to watch Zootropolis, one Disney film, yeah, and yeah. went, oh my God, it's amazing. Did you watch it? Watched it, loved it. Oh, isn't it? It's, it's just so rich it's, um, and funny, the sloth scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with, um, what's his name? Patton Oswald. I think he's playing the part. It sounds like Patton Oswald. I'm not sure if it is. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, How Adam? Setup is the sloths in Zootropolis working like the DVLA, the the, the driver's licensing place. They go in okay. to ask him a question, and the the basic uh, conceit of the scene is that everything you ask them, because they're sloths, it will take them ages to answer. So they're like, "We need to find a, we need to f- track a license plate number," and then a massive pause, and then he'll go, "I can do that." Okay, the number is for you. Um, and that's the gag. The gag runs... Like asking me a question on this. No. Yeah. The gag runs for probably like four or five minutes. It's like... <laughs> and it's it gets funnier and funnier. And it's an example of where in days gone by, that would have been cut 
a producer would have gone, nah, we've got to cut away for the gag, keep the kids hooked, whatever. It gets funnier and funnier. And then well, went to watch Jungle Book and thought... Uh, how, I'll just pause before Jungle Book. It, yeah. Here's another reason to get into Arrested Development. The voice of the fox is Jason Bateman, mm. who's Michael Bluth in Arrested Development. There you go. Um, so why don't you stick with it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Jungle Book. So I went to watch Jungle Book thinking... Look, uh, obviously, it's Jungle Book. They've done a live-action version. Already, it stinks a bit. And it's not going to be Zootropolis, which is phenomenal. Sat there, blown away from the very... From before the opening credits. You know when they... You know on a Disney film, you have the shot over the castle at the beginning? Mm-hmm. Well... He's animated, he's had that animated, and it's like um, old Snow White animation, like just down to those kind of details, right from the first second to the very end of the credits. Favreau has made an amazing piece of work. It's getting like 98% on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff, which is wow, amazing for, um, for something yeah. like that. It really, I cannot recommend going to see those two films strongly enough at the cinema. How do we get onto that? Um, it's something that's made because that you well. Think I, something's died inside my soul. That's what and, you should be watching uh, on a Saturday night. Went to Disney. Yeah, you should be watching that <laughs> on a Saturday night, not Kimmy Schmidt. But Kimmy, this new series of Kimmy Schmidt, I just, I cannot tell you. Like, I just love it. I adore it. And I think that um, Arrested more Development more is a, more than what you like this more than the first season. Oh, loads more. Because I think okay. they've they've overblown it much more on purpose. They've they've run off like you've seen the first episode. So there's there's a, they break into song on a train platform, and yeah. there's no reason, there's no rhyme or you know it's just suddenly it's a musical then at that point, and um, things like that, decisions like that that they don't apologise for, they don't overexplain or anything. They do I'm more and say, more of it. I'm going to say to Adam's point, I kind of I know where you're coming from with season two is that I, it's been uh, harder for us to get into it as well, but I've seen some People. brilliant moments that I'm going to stick with it through. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so, if you, I'm certainly going to stick with it, but maybe again it was a, a level of expectation because I really enjoyed that first season. But yeah, yeah. There's a few times where I just thought oh, they've just come back to Oh. They're just coming back to some of the same beats again, and maybe I'd, I was expecting more. Oh. But there's still some some very funny moments. Have in you it. seen uh, Titus's uh, performance as a geisha? Yes, yeah, that was, was good. That was funny. Beautiful, yeah. not just funny, but beautiful. Like what a gorgeous performance! And uh, anyway, point is, I think that Arrested Development can't live up to that, but I think it might well fill the Kimmy-shaped hole in my life. You've genuinely, I w- I'll be honest with you. I wasn't going to watch it again. And no. you've genuinely persuaded me to uh, make it to at least episode four, so I will. Yeah, give it's, it a few. And hey. It's definitely worth it. And also, we haven't even mentioned yeah. Tobias. I mean, Tobias is one of yeah. the best, like, weird, oddball characters ever created in TV. He showers with, with cut-off jeans on because <laughs> he doesn't like being naked. I mean, this He's is... A never nude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. honestly you ge- genuinely you are going to really enjoy it okay just go get through it a little bit all right you had me at never yeah and i think maybe you should go back to episode one of kimmy schmidt and start again because i'm not sure if i want you in this gang either of you if you're not oh. loving it. you're not welcome you're not welcome wow um all right. Uh, it's going to be you and Mel doing a two-hander podcast from here on out, isn't it? Mel's not here. The, no one's the, here. The, 
the Chuck and Kimmy podcast. That'd be great. What a podcast. Yeah. Um, if we've changed your life, let us know. Studio at the box at pod dot com. Um, have you watched anything? I think all of us have mentioned tonight something that we've not watched much before. Jamie, have you carried on with Chuck yet? No, Howell. Please no. do. Yeah, all right. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, it's, it's just on. It's 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 low down on a. Sh- it's got a shopping list. It's on low down on that shopping list. Crack on, crack on. I've not even it. carried on with. I've not even carried on with Brooklyn Nine Nine. I mean, Can I say one know. thing about Chuck? Parks yeah. and Rec. You told me to watch Parks and Rec. Yes. Yeah. You told me that the first season is the worst. Yeah. You know, in that way that the characters really get into stuff after season one. Yeah. It's exactly yeah. the same with Chuck. Exactly okay. the same. Gets more and more fun as it goes on, as everyone gets into it. Um, that's why you should look, watch it. Uh, Adam, you're a lost cause. So thank you. If we've changed your life, we want to hear you. We love getting emails from you, so please do. We know that you're listening. Please pop us an email. Just say hi. Just send us an email saying hi, and I'll just read your name out. Studio at theboxsetpod.com. Studio at theboxsetpod.com. See you next week. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. See you, boys. Thanks, David. And uh, let's end with a let's end with a clip from when Jamie was uh, sorting his house out earlier. And find my headphones, Adam. Five minutes of listening to this. Welcome to the box set pod. Five minutes ago, Jamie said that he was just getting his stuff sorted, and he's been making these noises ever since. <laughs> What the heck? Hiya! <laughs> See you next week!